Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And in a rare move, we both decided to see the same movie we're going to actually review. And from the look of the box office numbers, we're not the only people that decided to see said movie. Mm-hmm. That would be Spider-Man Far From Home. I, which is, a, it, it's not even clever. It's, it's pretty spot on. Yeah. Like, it's Spider-Man, and he is far from his home. Yeah, like pretty a, much. thought maybe it would be like a metaphor or something. Mm-mm. No, it's, uh, boom, that's that's what he is doing. Now, other than the fact that I think we're pretty much both in agreement that the, um, what's the Spider-Man cartoon one, that one? Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, Into the Spider-Verse is not only a great movie, but perhaps the best Spider-Man movie ever made. I, I still feel that way. Like, this movie, I feel, nods to it. Uh, yeah, I would definitely. But, it, I mean, honestly, with the reception that that film got, mm-hmm. would Sony not have been foolish if they weren't like, yeah, we should we should kind of nod to that film? Like, if if all of those characters somehow showed up, like, in a post-credits scene, and I'm not saying they did or did not. Um, they did not. Well, I... Again, I don't. I, it, I for the people that don't know what the post credit. And by the way, these two post credit oh, scenes, yeah, holy! Like we've got a lot. We to. we may unpack that later after we say spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But let me just tell you, like the mid credit scene may be my favorite mid credit scene of any Marvel wow. Universe film since uh, Iron the Man. Falafel. I, I'm just saying, like. Like when we got to see Nick Fury come in and tell Tony Stark about the Avengers initiative, like I was excited. This one right here hits you in all the right places. Yes. And the reaction of my children, it it warmed my heart. And again, I would liken it to how I know you and I felt at the end of the second Star Wars film. When Han Solo is encased in carbonite, and pretty much that's it. You're left with, what? It ended, and they're like, when is the next one? When is the next one? It's And I said, well, probably two years. Your best sequels, your best ones, are the ones that leave you just going, I need it, and I need it now. Like, with uh, the original Men in Black, I walked out of the theater just going, I need to have another adventure with those guys. Now, with the second one, I didn't feel that way. I was like, I was like, okay, I've had enough adventure. That's good. I'm, I'm, mm, I'm all full. That's good. I don't need another sandwich. I appreciate it. Like this one, like I enjoyed Homecoming, yeah. but I, but I didn't, I didn't love it. I wasn't like, well, okay, that was a good spider. Like it's in good hands, but like I just, I wasn't blown away with it. When I walked out of this, and I was like, Marvel is doing the Lord's work. Yes, like it just. And to be the film that came off Endgame, like, I, the bar was set pretty high. Very much On a so. way to really land, I mean, because in Infinity War and Endgame are, are sequels of sorts to each other. Like, they, they really kind of need each other to be a complete, like, story. Um, and, I, like... Looking at the way that film was followed up, like Homecoming is the, the or Far From Home is the sequel to, to Homecoming. And Homecoming was a good movie. I wouldn't call it a great movie, but like like I enjoyed The Vulture. Like there's a lot yeah. of stuff that I like. I'm not downing that movie, but I'm just like, at this point, we had seen multiple Spider-Man movies. And I'm just like, 
okay, well, that was good. Like you, you definitely didn't lower the bar. Like, and mm-hmm. I liked him in Civil War, but I'm telling you, like this one was really where I feel like it hit. It struck like. I need that third one now. After Homecoming, I was ready for another one, but it's whenever it was ready. Now, I need to know what happens. Like, kind of in the same, like, Star Trek The Motion Picture. Um, It's a movie. Yeah. And there's... It was nice seeing everyone alive. I appreciated that they had put them, you know, back on the screen after a nearly 10-year absence. But, like, I haven't revisited that film many times. Or if I did... It's because I somebody put my Star Trek two in my Star Trek one case, and I didn't look at the DVD before I put it in. Exactly. When you get to Star Trek two, the Wrath of Khan, you're just like, oh my goodness, that that's it. That's the recipe right there. Like you leave that film just like immediately need needing to go mm-hmm. on another adventure with them, and like that's what I think. Far from home, like the film was funny. Like mm-hmm. you had kind of this like bromance almost Ugh. like aspect to it um the like and I, I i don't mean this if anybody thinks of it in a derogatory way which i don't i don't even know that you could did it not almost feel like a john hughes movie with superpowers in it oh i can totally see that like didn't it, like i mean like in, in in the same way that like you know pretty in pink or like 16 candles or like any of those films he did in the 80s that deal with kind of teen romance and really seems to understand that awkward dynamic mm-hmm. like peter and mj like d- did that not like i was just I, I could hear john hughes in some of that and i, I like i said i mean that. i think that was just you but they did capture the awkwardness like in the same way that like really i i only feel that like a john hughes movie really was capable of doing for a certain period of time you're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. We are high atop in the podcast center. Jane Allen talking to Adam Cravens. Movie reviews today, Spider-Man, Far From Home, and Spider-Man has... Now, this is the Sunday after the release. Now, and granted, you need to keep in mind as well, when you're listening to this number, it, it's a big number, but it opened Tuesday. Am I right? Yeah. So this this had a huge like it basically it wanted to take advantage of the July 4th weekend. Mm -hmm. And from the look of these numbers, it did that. So six day holiday opening in North America alone, one hundred and eighty five million to note. Like, I want to add something to that. The amazing Spider-Man 2 made two hundred and two million dollars domestically in its entire run. Spider-Man that was a successful movie, was it not? Two hundred million dollars is a respectable sum for a movie. That and like I said, that's just domestically, and it made I think seven hundred some odd million worldwide. Spider-Man: Far From Home made one hundred and eighty-five million domestically in its opening weekend. It's mm-hmm. it's like what is that? Seventeen million shy of Amazing Spider-Man 2's gross. Yeah, like that's. Like, if you want to kind of correlate, like, people's interest in that movie, almost, and like I said, if you adjust that for inflation, maybe Amazing Spider-Man 2 becomes like $220 million. But I'm saying almost as many people that saw that in its entire run in theaters, they came very close. And, like, I guarantee you they're going to hit 202 by next weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you would have to have, like, a precipitous drop to come off that and like the reviews are po- i haven't heard anybody that didn't like this my wife who is not a fan of superhero movies 
liked this movie. Like, oh. and I th- I think it was probably in due to uh, JB Smooth, like in this movie, because <laughs> she she was a big fan of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm-hmm. and as soon as she, it was like. You know when you go to a party and like it's a cool party, but like you don't know anybody. Like she is a curb your enthusiasm addict. It was like she saw her friend That's at the party, funny. and she's like, oh, uh, "What?" Because she just looked at me. She's like, "He's in this," and I'm like, "He, yeah, well, yeah, he right there, right there. There he is. He's he's right there." That's awesome. 580 million globally in 10 days, and I think it's safe to say there'll be a Spider-Man four. So, but three. And four. Well, yeah, well, okay, yeah, probably. I'm just jumping I ahead. I don't know how long, like, four. Sony's deal with Marvel I, lasts. I think but, there might even be a five. But after that number, like, I, I mean, I, I know that, like, Sony has got, like, aspirations, like, to do. But, like, when they had that character, they took it down from, like, I think the the first, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2002 movie did, like, $400 million in 2002. Mm-hmm. They, they just kept... Declining to the point, like I said, that Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2 did only 202 million. And I, like, I know what it sounds like when I say that, but Spider-Man is one of the most profitable IPs in the world. Every Spider-Man movie that comes out, if it makes less than like $800 million, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason a character this popular that can generate like that much merchandise, video games, cartoon series, just everything. There's no reason people should not be, like, climbing over each each other to get to this movie. And, like, the only character that has maybe the, the amount of, like, just delicious villains that Spider-Man does is Batman. The two of their rogues galleries are incomparable. I mean, they just, they have a bench so deep, like, you could do 20 movies with each of them and never repeat the villain. Now, granted, they've they've worn out like Green Goblin. Um, they they were about to do Doctor Octopus again. The, the other thing that I love about what Marvel, but Mar- the MCU, Marvel Studios proper, mm-hmm. has done with these movies is like Vulture. We'd never seen Vulture on screen before, and like did my, we in this movie? My, Michael Keaton was the Vulture in um, Homecoming. Oh. I'm saying like I, we we had we'd never seen a live action ver- and like Michael Keaton for as great as he was as Batman was fantastic. Clearly I don't remember that part. As as the vulture. I just remember the parts when he's talking to Tony Stark because those are the funny parts to me. Well, I mean not for nothing. Robert Downey Jr like was probably paid really handsomely for like the 3 days work he did mm-hmm. on that movie. So, um, yes. Uh, well, uh Jake Gyllenhaal who plays yes. Mysterio in this movie um I, like I am, I. If you've now, he, heard, isn't Mysterio an X Man? No, oh. he he is a like he, he is isn't a, there a X-Men villain with a name like Mysterio. Probably there's there's a lot of X Men. There's like sixty X Men. So Ian McKellen isn't what's his name? Magneto. See it and did it in a no. I'm gonna say a lot of these guys were created in the '60s when <laughs> Stan Lee was probably and um, in O. That's do, really doing all I got from like. There. Doing some uh, experimental drugs like Electro. If you look at some of these costumes, there's only one way you come up with some of these characters like. Mm-hmm. But uh, he plays Mysterio in this. And like this is the first time you have ever got to see a live action Mysterio. And Mysterio in the comic books is not a character that translates easily 
to the screen. Like when they when they said we're doing Mysterio in Far From Home, I'm just like, okay, well, that can end one of two ways. Um, They knocked Mysterio out of the park. Mm -hmm. Now, what I liked. Well, hmm. there's a lot of what you liked. Yes. A thing that you like. What I liked regarding my children watching this movie is there were things that they would whisper to me that someone who has not only seen a lot of movies, but knows what needs to happen to get you to a certain point. Right. They had noticed things and then would go, ah, I was right. I told you. And I, I just appreciated that. And I also thought of you watching this movie because, well, I do all the time, clearly. But isn't Tom Holland now our Michael J. Fox? Because he's playing a teenager. He's 23. Believably, believably yeah. mind you. Yeah. And I have so much more Michael J. Fox. I, I've got to save it for Stranger Things 3 because there's, there's actually a lot of parallels in Spider-Man and Stranger Things Season 3, but that will be on our other podcast, Binge or Cringe. <clears throat> Binge, obviously. I do think uh, Tom Holland is, de- like, and not in the, the Grease way that, like, yes, high school... that's what I was noticing. Like, the These fact- kids are all in their 20s, but they don't look... No, like, okay, the... Uh, I, I enjoyed Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, an amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. But, like, I... Here's here was the problem I always had with it. Like I enjoyed him in the movie. I've already forgotten but what like, he looks like. Peter Peter is he Parker. Not president? No. Damn. He was in uh, 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 the Facebook the social network. He was he was the guy that like put up the money for it. Yeah, whatever. Peter Parker forgotten. is supposed to be this awkward nerdy kid. That's the reason why you can identify. Oh, with. okay. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. reason why like I could identify with him whenever I was a kid. There is no way Andrew Garfield ever had anything awkward or anything but like women mm-hmm. swooning for him like when they're just like oh he's an he's an awkward nerdy kid i'm like no he's not i can smell my own okay and like <laughs> that guy don't stink i'm just telling you right now. he prob- probably smells like a really high dollar cologne <laughs> and like, like i like him in those movies the way that he's portrayed but like if you're going back to like the essence of peter parker mm-hmm. peter parker like just things are always going wrong for him. Like he's not, you know, just debonair. Like he's not, he's not Don Draper. Like he's mm-hmm. this nerdy little kid and he happens to get superpowers. And like you can, you were living through that character as a kid. And, they, I, and I liked his, his high school contemporaries. Okay. Zendaya, ridiculously attractive and stylish, but that aside, they just, they have the look of a regular group of kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciated that. Like immensely. in a good, a good yeah. varied like yeah. group of kids. So that was awesome. So uh, Tom Holland, delightful. Um, the, I enjoyed it immensely. I, I knew I would like it. I liked it even more than I thought I would. I'm wondering if Jake Gyllenhaal's casting had anything um, back when they were starting. They were doing prep work for Spider-Man two in mm-hmm. the one that came out in 2004. Uh, Toby Maguire, and if I'm remembering right, he had hurt his back doing one of the stunts or something with a horse in the movie Sea Biscuit. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say like it was significant enough that they weren't certain he was going to be able to shoot at the time they needed to get Spider-Man two out, and like. They had just come off 
this huge success with Spider-Man 1. So there was talk of replacing Tobey Maguire in the second one. And the guy that they, one of the, they had a couple names. And the one that pretty much was at the forefront of it was Jake Gyllenhaal. So Jake Gyllenhaal about, would have been 15 years ago, mm-hmm. almost played Spider-Man Mm. In the movie, whenever he was, as it turned out, like Tobey Maguire ended up like, I guess, healing in the frame of time they needed him. But I, I was wondering if it was just if somebody was like, listen, we liked you 15 years ago. You're a bit old for Peter Parker now, but how would you like to wear this costume? And he's like, yes. is, that, is that a fishbowl? And they're like, no. Well, kind that was of. in Mega Man <laughs> Mind, Mega Mind. Yeah, I did think of Mega Mind with that. And it made it funnier. Um Oh, geez, I don't even know what I was going to say. But I'm sure it was hilarious, and it's two, three, gone. Anyway, it's a great movie. And Oh, I know what I was going to say. So the the closing credit scenes, are, I was... Are, are we actually going to talk about them? Should we say oh, spoiler before we do it? No, I'm not going to say... Let's not say spoiler. Oh, I really I want to talk, talk about, about it. it. Uh, I'm not going to say spoiler, so but uh, we never did talk about Endgame. Endgame. I know. And, and now that, I have to watch it again. That needs a podcast. Yes. Like okay, so, for, to do that. But I'm just saying for the two scenes, like I, if we're, if we say that we're going to talk about it and we say spoiler, I think it's okay if we do it. Like we're not, we're not surprising them with it. Like we're not hitting them with it. We're not, we're not like, oh, Bruce Willis is dead. Blah. He's not, by the way. He's not even in this movie. No, and he's still alive, to the best of my knowledge. Well, I was saying in six cents, but oh, spoilers if you see yeah, if you haven't seen a twenty-year-old movie, <laughs> Crying Game. <laughs> Never mind, twenty-five-year-old movie. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, I, I don't feel bad about those spoilers. And the Titanic sinks. So what I was going to say is there is a part of this that reminds me of the BBC Sherlock Holmes character, the the amazing Moriarty. And how he has managed to, in one of the seasons, though we we know he's not there, but he's managed to be there. And that was also like in Jessica Jones, when uh, Tennant's character. The menace of the character mm-hmm. is still present, despite the, or even in uh, Daredevil season two. Like, the Kingpin is largely absent, but his presence is still very much felt, despite the fact that he's, that they're that they're not there. I feel that that's probably how other people feel when I'm not in a room. You're, they feel your menace? Yeah, my menace is still there, <laughs> even Let's, though I'm not here, there. Here, let me, let me call Jim. <laughs> let, me, let me get him to confirm that. You know what? I know what we're going to do. We're going to do an all-spoilers podcast where we, and, uh, we will discuss this, we will discuss Endgame, and we will just do that. How about that? Okay, I can deal with that. Even though I really want to talk about it. Okay, so the thing is you need to watch the first one, and then you have to wait through all the credits, and then you need to watch the second one. And I will tell you this. Had I have seen Captain Marvel, I wouldn't have gone, huh, huh, huh. That's all I'm saying. Now, you don't have to have seen Captain Marvel to understand one of the ending scenes, but it sure would have helped. Yeah. But but again, like, I... Okay, the 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 previous film in this, this franchise made $2.7 billion. Like... I don't think they have to be concerned that people aren't watching them mm-hmm. anymore. Like I oh, will, yeah. I, like Captain Marvel, which came out in what March. And by did, the way, the did girls a loved dollars. it. They just they Captain just saw Marvel. it, just yeah. saw it, and they're like, "Yeah." Well, it's I, 
I mean, it's a okay. Outside of the fact that like you're you you have a a female lead that like really kicks all of the butt, mm-hmm. like all of it. Um, like even like plays a a significant part in 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 game as well. Kicks the all of the butt in in game as well. Like if if you took away all that that female empowerment right there, it's still just a good movie. Made a billion dollars. Avengers Endgame made almost just like a hair away from three billion dollars. Spider Man, the what did we say? Five hundred and eighty million. Make a billion. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't see a world that this does not make enough. That's three movies that made a billion dollars plus for Marvel this year. Now I will add one thing, which is not a spoiler. Uh, When Happy gives young Spider-Man something from Tony Stark, what I expected was what I think we're expecting in the next, well, this is the next Marvel movie, but I I am expecting that Tony has left film of him talking to various people. And I expected to see, uh, help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi, your only help. Uh, I expected that instead of a note. Well, here's here's the catch with that. Um, Robert Downey Jr.'s likeness is expensive. Notes yes. from Tony Stark are not are not. <laughs> if if you saying. if you want to get a hologram of Tony Stark, you've got to put the money up for Robert Downey Jr. Like and like, I, I think that he he definitely understands his importance in those movies. Mm-hmm. Like when when you get to headline like the. What's probably going to end up being the second highest grossing film of all time? Like, I don't, it's what, 25 million away from Avatar with its re release? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think th- there's a caveat with that. Like, it's beat Avatar's original theatrical run, it has not beat the Avatar re releases yet. So, however you want to look at it, Disney won $2.7 billion. That's yeah. how you fail. Man, you, you failed. Well. I just know that Walt said, you're going to keep my frozen head alive. And this is the plan. And look, they're doing it. Man, are they? Like yeah. they, They've probably cloned his frozen head at this point. There's probably a couple of frozen heads. I continue to believe in his frozen head. Because who else could mastermind this, huh? Only like one. it's, I, I mean, they did uh, Aladdin, which has become Will Smith's most financially successful film. Seriously? Yes. Because in my mind, you saw it, you said, oh, it's fine. And then it just disappeared for me. Well, okay. Do you, do you know what his second most successful it, if, previously was his most successful? I I didn't I, believe this, especially when I I was sitting there going, yeah, like this guy's done nothing but blockbusters for like twenty years. If you say the Wild Wild West, no, okay. it's it's not. It's Suicide Squad. Oh, uh, see, I would have assumed it was Independence Day. They, I mean, if you adjust for inflation, probably. But like, I, I was thinking a Men in Black, an Independence Day, like something like that. Like, because this dude did nothing but just like just huge blockbuster movies for like a span of ten years, mm-hmm. and then like they tell me they're like, no, Aladdin is his most financially success. It passed. It's it's his biggest movie, and I'm like, what? Wow. I fair. I you know what, but. If you think about it, Will Smith, while probably not the the star he was in, say, 2005, still a very recognizable face worldwide. You put him with a, a an IP like Disney, really anything. But I mean, in this case, Aladdin, which I mean, and honestly, this film could have been called The Adventures of Genie and Jasmine. Like, 
I, I don't, I don't think Aladdin was the draw even mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, I, I guess I, you, you don't think about that, but like, wow, I did not expect that. And it's a, it's a decision we were all questioning. We're like, mm-hmm. Will Smith is the genie. What? Mm. That's, that's preposterous. That'll Boy's never dying. work. That, yeah, it worked, kids. Like, okay, it, it worked a lot. So, Spider Man: Far From Home, go see it. Yes, definitely. And uh, the next big movie coming out would have to be The Lion King. The big. One. You've got, I think, Lion King is later. It's this month, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's later this month, it's and like then the twenty. Then you've got Once Upon 19, a Time 20. in Hollywood. Quentin Tarantino's yes. ninth film. Like this is a good month for movies. And yet, I I think. That the Lion King is probably going to have a bigger opening than Tarantino due to ratings. Well, I, I'm going to also say that, like, I, I mean, you, you got to hit those four quadrants. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to tell you right now, like, my mom, not going to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, it's a, it's a smaller, it's a smaller, I guess, like, market penetration. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, it's going to do fine. Like, I guarantee you that movie clears, like, $100 million. It probably, like, the, the budget was not astronomical, I'm going to guess, either. Jenna totally wants to see it. And I didn't see any blood spurts in the trailer, but I'm thinking, huh. Jen, You do know what that movie's about, though, right? Oh, I do. It's, it's, it's... It's Tarantino. It's a, right? it's, it's Tarantino. Manson adjacent. Manson adjacent. And I'm, like... Uh, do do you remember how Inglorious Bastards ended? I actually have never seen that. Holy cow! And I don't know why I haven't seen it. It may be his best movie. Really? I like, and this is coming from a guy that like celebrates pretty much his entire catalog. Like, and that's better than Hateful Eight. That's not that I, Adam Sandler, is it? No. Okay. You know, you're thinking you're thinking of like the the stupid six. Yes. Or something. Okay. You you hateful you, eight is when we covered when we covered that movie. <laughs> you kept calling it the hateful eight, and I'm I like, I have problems. Are you sure you're talking? Adam Sandler wasn't in. Wouldn't hateful that be eight. hilarious though? But it would hurt my heart. Yeah. It would damage me. So anyway, the next big big one is going to be that. However, two smaller movies that I very much want to see, so that means you have to see at least one of them, would be Yesterday, and then, is the other one, what is it called? Is it called Born to Run? It's the, Yesterday is the Beatle one, and the other one is the Bruce the, Springsteen one. I, I think, you may be right with Born to Run, but it's, ba- it's, but it looks really entertaining. It does. Like, I don't know if it needs to be done, like, in a grand scale in a theater, but it is a film that I would, I, I it, it looks like it would interest me. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of course, out of all the trailers, I've 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 come to America to come to the hometown of Bruce. <laughs> I can't think of any re- more reason better to come to these United States of America. Boom, thump. The one I am most excited about and have been, Terminator. Dark, dark Fate. Well, I don't know. All I, th- I, know, I think it's I think it's Dark Fate. I just was like Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor, and it's not—it's not like faux Sarah Connor. It's, no, it is. It's for realsies, Sarah Connor, like Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. In just, just as you think, oh, I wonder if Linda Hamilton is still all ripped like she was in Terminators One and Two. It's like, yeah, and she's kicking all of the butt. And if you'll remember when we reviewed the new Halloween, I kept saying. This this is Terminator 2. This had, thing had to be influenced by mm-hmm. Terminator 2. I'm wondering if they saw the performance of that movie, because it opened huge. And I did have one question. Yeah. Arnold is in it. 
And I don't. He, and had, he But he had a. I don't think he's a Terminator. I don't know what he is. But how can he have a beard and white hair? Well, grizzle. How how could the Terminator age? I don't. I I don't think he's a Terminator. Now keep it. Remember in Terminator Three, he does that. He plays an additional character that's the basis for the Terminator in those movies. You don't remember that because it's a stupid movie and yes, you immediately I forgot it. it at but all. like my, I I am I am cursed with knowledge of films that I want to forget. And Terminator mm. 3 is one of those movies. But there's like a he's an Austrian general and they end up they end up I don't basing remember that at all. He, it's a very small like and it would be a cameo except for the fact that he's actually in the movie, but he plays a character and like he's got like a goofy accent or something and it's the character that they actually decide to base the later terminators on. So Okay. It, it it may just be. I hope it's not that guy because, like, I don't know. I really hope. Not. Well, the, the this is doing similar to what Halloween did. None none of the movies that came after Terminator Two exist. Terminator Rise of the Machines, Terminator uh, Salvation, or Terminator uh, Genesis. None mm-hmm. of those happen. This movie is a direct sequel to Terminator Two and completely invalidates anything that came after the the, the TV series. None of that. That TV series should have stayed on. Anyway, go see Spider-Man Far From Home, and uh, you'll enjoy it immensely. It's not quite as good as Into Spider-Verse, but like that. I, I'm just telling you that that's, that movie. That's, it's that's it, virtually flawless. Like but it's just there's there's no fat it's on got that. Captain steak. Kirk in it and everything. It's just it's a perfect T-bone. Okay, so go see it. Thank you for listening, and I hope you're having a fabulous summer with all these delicious movies. And we'll do another one next week. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.